Magovanen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek. And recently, a regular viewer, I believe it was Vandervecken, but I may be wrong, asked a question about Sauron and the One Ring, which I never really considered before, but it turns out it is kind of a puzzling question. The question is, if Sauron had the One Ring in Numenor, how did he carry it back to Middle-earth when Numenor sank and he was reduced to a spirit, but then he couldn't do the same thing when he was killed by a combination of Elendil, Gil-galad, and Isildur. And for this question, we have to give a little bit of background, because there are some texts that have some seemingly contradictory implications, so we need to look at the source materials for all of these. But I have two possible explanations for this seeming plot hole that I want to explore. But first, let's look at the actual sources. First of all, the idea that Sauron had the ring in Numenor comes from a letter. It's letter number 211, in which he's answering a number of questions from a reader. And he says that Sauron's personal surrender was voluntary and cunning. He got free transport to Numenor. He naturally had the One Ring, and so very soon dominated the minds and wills of most of the Numenorians. So that word so there is connecting this idea of his very rapid corruption of the people of Numenor with his possession of the ring. Later on in the next paragraph, he then says, Though reduced to, quote, a spirit of hatred born on a dark wind, unquote, I do not think one need boggle at, his, at this spirit carrying off the one ring, upon which his power of dominating minds now largely depended. And he doesn't really give any further explanation than that. But he does very clearly imply here that Sauron did in fact have the ring in Numenor and that he carried it back to Middle-earth even in the form of a spirit with no physical body. And it seems to be based on his connection to the ring, the fact that most of his power or a great deal of his power is in the ring. This seemingly contradicts a passage in the Silmarillion in which we get the following information. But Sauron was not of mortal flesh, and though he was robbed now of that shape in which he had wrought so great an evil so that he could never again appear fair to the eyes of men, yet his spirit arose out of the deep and passed as a black as a shadow and a black wind over the sea and came back to Middle-earth and to Mordor that was his home. There he took up again his great ring in Baradur and dwelt there, dark and silent, until he brought himself a new guise, an image of malice and hatred made visible, and the eye of Sauron the terrible few could endure." Incidentally, right there is a really good uh, example of how the Eye of Sauron is not some magic flaming eyeball that just sits up there at the top of the tower by itself. It's a physical eye and a physical body. Nevertheless, the wording here seems to indicate that he actually left it in Mordor the whole time, and he took it up again when he returned from Numenor. Now, one explanation for this potential contradiction that I, I think I first got from the Tolkien professor, Corey Olson, is that he took up the ring again, not in a physical sense. He didn't leave it in Mordor. He just started using it again for its original intended purpose, which was the domination of the other rings, you know, anybody else who had one of the three, the seven, or the nine. I don't particularly like this explanation for the main reason being that if he was using the ring in Numenor to corrupt the wills of people who didn't even have rings of power, such as Artharazon and other 
people within his court and, you know, vast swaths of people generally, why couldn't he be using it in Numenor for its originally intended purpose? It's it, it uses some kind of action at a distance anyway, so it's not like the fact that he is now miles away from the elves and dwarves and men who may or may not possess rings and be using them is an impediment to his using the ring for that purpose. So in what sense could he take up again the ring, even in a use or metaphorical sense? That doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. I suspect, rather, that this seeming contradiction is an actual contradiction and that Tolkien, as he so often did, at some point changed his mind about some conception. Now, this is just a suspicion. I can't prove that, obviously, and... Corey Olson's, you know, explanation is at least a plausible one. I just don't like it as much as the idea that Tolkien just either forgot what he had originally written or something, you know, else just changed his mind or whatever. We do have to keep in mind, of course, that the Silmarillion material was not, you know, entirely written by Tolkien with no edits. Christopher Tolkien had to edit quite a bit of stuff in the Silmarillion before publishing it, and so the wording chosen for the Silmarillion might not have been Tolkien's own choice had he lived to publish it himself. So we do have to keep that in mind. The contradiction may only exist because of Christopher's choices, not J.R.R.'s. That being said, we come back to our original question. If Sauron as a spirit could carry away a ring that would have been sunk into an abyss that swallowed the whole island of Numenor... Why couldn't he carry the ring off whenever Isildur and, you know, Elendil and Gilgalad had, you know, thrown him down and killed him? Why couldn't the spirit just carry the ring off at that point? There's a few ways we can look at this. Uh, there's a very technical explanation that we could look at, which is Sauron's body still wore the ring, even after he died, and so it's not like the ring was just a free-floating thing that a spirit could necessarily carry away. I don't think that really works, because certainly it doesn't seem likely that Sauron's body in Numenor would have just completely vaporized with the destruction of Numenor and its sinking into the abyss, so the ring shouldn't have been a free-floating thing there either, so I don't really think that's a workable explanation. A more likely explanation along these lines actually fits in with a video I did not too long ago on the question of who actually killed Sauron. And I'll link to that video in the description below. And what I came to the conclusion of is that if you take all of the different things written on this topic, it seems like what actually happened is not that Elendil and Gilgalad killed Sauron. They basically rendered him defeated. And then Isildur came along and cut the ring from Sauron's hand. And that is what actually killed Sauron. Now... If my theory there is correct, then this actually makes a lot of sense because now what we're seeing is not Sauron has this body and his spirit is just kind of hovering there you know, looking at the ring going, I'm going to grab that and just waits too long. Rather, it's his spirit is still inhabiting whatever body he has for himself. Isildur comes up, takes the ring finger, chops it off, and it's a, the ring is therefore immediately in his possession. So you I mean, maybe a spirit could carry off the ring, but could a spirit actually wrest it out of the hands of a physical man holding the ring? Eh, that's a little less likely. 
So that is one kind of technical way of getting around this problem. The other solution to the problem, which I kind of like, goes back to what I said earlier, which is that I think maybe Sauron actually, I mean, Tolkien actually kind of flubbed here. Either flubbed or the contradiction is created by the Silmarillion because of Christopher's edits, not because of Tolkien's own, you know, work on writing and publishing it. Going back to what I said earlier, if if the words in the Silmarillion are the kind of words that Tolkien himself wrote and would have chosen, either he later changed his mind about it or he forgot about it when he wrote this letter. And the timing, of course, is always questionable because there's so many rewritings of his stories. When did he write what words and when did he write that letter and, you know, did he change his mind before or after, you know, I mean, I don't have all the dates in front of me to compare that, but... I tend to wonder if Tolkien, had he been presented with this issue, might have gone, yeah, actually, he probably didn't take the ring to Numenor because he didn't really need it. After all, the Numenorians were already corrupting themselves pretty well. He didn't necessarily need his ring to do that. And it also seems a little weird to me that he would need his ring to dominate the wills of people who didn't have their own rings of power. The whole point of the ring was to dominate the wills of people who did have rings of power. I don't necessarily like the idea that he could use it to dominate just anybody's wills. Sauron, I think, can dominate the wills of orcs and things without the use of the ring, and I think that you could probably explain a lot of things that way. But once you say that Sauron's ring allows him to corrupt and dominate the ring, uh, the wills of others more so than he could do himself through guile, mm, I'm not extremely comfortable with that idea, so I'm not really keen on granting that that's a real explanation. And like I said before, if that's what he was doing with the ring, in what sense did he take it back up when he returned to Mordor? Again, if we want to explain that away by saying Tolkien wouldn't have wrote that if he'd published the Silmarillion, fine, but assuming he would have, that doesn't seem to jive with the idea that he had it in Numenor and was using it for a very similar purpose all along. Like, why is he not doing exactly the same thing in Numenor as he would be in Mordor, and therefore, how is he taking it up again? So, this is an area where I think Tolkien either changed his mind, or may well have changed his mind, had he thought about it and looked at it in more detail. And it's one of those things that maybe somebody who looked at literally all the text in chronological order and got an idea of how his mind changed over time could figure out exactly what it is, but without looking at, you know, all the old versions, and not all of them are published, but even if we just looked at all the ones in the history of Middle-earth, that would be a lot of material to sift through, and, you know, there's more even than that, so I don't have access to everything Tolkien ever wrote, and virtually nobody does. There's a few scholars who have been able to look at it, but, you know, that's <laughs> a little beyond my scope, so. But those are my two explanations. One is... Tolkien either messed up or changed his mind, or the Silmarillion was just written a little bit wrong by Christopher. Or we can resort to the very technical explanation of, well, by the time Sauron was dead, Isildur was literally already holding the ring in his hand, and therefore Sauron couldn't do anything about it. So that's my answers to the question. hope that was an interesting discussion. hope it was worthwhile looking at that, because it does seem to pose a plot hole. I don't think it is necessarily a plot hole. I think we can't explain it. So 
once again, Tolkien, in my opinion, is vindicated some way or another. So if you did enjoy the video, give it a thumbs up and share it around. Subscribe either on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey or catch podcast versions of this for all of my content. You can also follow me at Twitter at JRRTLore for occasional Tolkien-related trivia questions, and you can support me over at Patreon. And you will also find in the link in the description below a link to a Discord server that I am now opening up, as I mentioned in my previous video about channel updates and how I'm going to change my Patreon. I'm going to be opening a Discord server to see how that goes and maybe incorporate that into the Patreon benefits. So I'm going to have that in the link below for anybody who is interested. So... The Discord server is going to start as just an open thing that anybody can join. We'll go from there, see what happens, see how it works. Hope to see you there if you're interested. Until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariye.